0: I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm very, very excited about our guest today, Chayla Gage. But before we get started with the conversation, I'm going to read her amazing bio. As part of a consultant to the business and talent organizations, Chayla is responsible for developing and creating the strategic long-term hiring plan In initiatives to advance the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging reformation. Prior to joining Reformation, Chella led global talent teams within highly technical automotive and aerospace industries across the US, Brazil, China, France, Japan, Mexico, Poland, Singapore, and the United Kingdom. Chella's commitment to youth advocacy led her to work with California Kids Connection, helping families to adopt through foster care. This work later led her to the creation of the nonprofit organization, Miles Above, which focused on connecting emancipated foster youth with employment opportunities, mentoring and sustainable housing. Chella studied employment law at California Empire College of Law and holds a bachelor's degree in business administration and executive MBA from California State University. I'm so, so excited to have you. What an amazing bio. I'm so excited to speak to you more about all the amazing things that you do. So welcome, Shayla.
1: Thank you so much. I forget all of those things until the bio's read and you're like, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know sometimes we have to kind of pat ourselves on the back and say, wow, I did do all those things. I don't think we do that enough. Yeah. Reflect. Yeah, we're like, we don't want so much attention on uh, on us, but you know, we have a lot to give and we have uh, some knowledge and understanding. So definitely some amazing things here. So first of all, before we get started on the questions, I want to ask you, tell me a little bit more about your business, kind of what you do for people, and then tell me also a little bit about your nonprofit organization.
1: Yes, let me start with the nonprofit because that's my heart. Miles Above is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that places emancipated foster youth into permanent positions. I grew up in foster care, and one of the things that I realized growing up in college and in my first job, that just because I received feedback doesn't mean that my job was going to end anytime I received positive or negative feedback, I had this fear of abandonment. And that lives within a lot of children who grew up in foster care. And what I realized when I started placing emancipated youth, when they received feedback or when they received a challenge that was coming their way with work, they didn't know how to overcome that. So Miles Above created mentors and we created relationships with organizations that would place these foster youth. So we did that for 10 years. And within 10 years, we placed 122 youth into permanent positions. The nonprofit no longer exists because I have sent, taken a role with Reformation. I'm responsible for diversity as well as recruitment. And so Reformation, we are a sustainable fashion brand. We believe that sustainable clothes and cute clothes can exist. Our goal is to be circular by 2030 and climate positive by 2025, which we are on the road to doing that. And I am so lucky to be able to be responsible for diversity and recruitment here at REF. I'm proud to work for an organization that is doing all it can for people and planet.
0: Oh, I love that. Wow, that's pretty incredible. I love the whole concept of it. I dabble into circular economy. I had a client that was writing a book and I was helping them write the book. So I kind of understand the concept. It's very, very interesting what people are doing and how they're achieving these things. And I just took a class as well as part of my PhD on the sustainable goals for the UN. And that was very, very interesting as well and really helped me think about things a lot different. I don't think in the U.S. we do as much as Europe does, but I think we need to learn from them to make sure that we're also doing our part. But yes, that is so, so cool. So tell me, I always tell people that this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So I want you to tell me a story about your childhood and how that relates to what you do today.
1: So the first story that pops into my head is one where I'm sitting in a park and I am with my caseworker. And I mentioned that I grew up in foster care. So within foster care, I lived in four group homes and 10 foster homes. In my experience, I preferred the group homes over living with Families, families can be complicated and bringing someone into a complicated family is someone who already has complications of their own was always an issue. So this particular day, my social worker picked me up. She said we were going to get McDonald's ice cream. And instead of getting the ice cream, we went to the park. She sat me down and she said, I found a family that's going to be perfect for you and your brother. And at this time, my brother was in a different house. I was in a group home and I was in fear because I didn't want to go to another home. I thought I would finish out my days in foster care in a group home. But she looked me square in the eyes and said, this is for you. This is for your future. and this is going to be the best place for you to grow moving forward. And how that relates to me now in the world of DE&I, I feel like it's a pulpit position. Like a lot of people come to you with what they're thinking or some of their issues. And every time someone comes to me, I try to look them square in the eye. I try to give them the space that is theirs to let them know I am there for them. And I hear them, I see them, I'm giving them my all in that moment. Every time I do that, I think about that feeling that she allowed, she looked at me and saw me. And that's what I do every day. I try to see people for who they are and meet them where they're at.
0: That's beautiful. Wow. Pretty amazing. So I'm going to transition into branding and talking about personal branding because I think a lot of times we don't see ourselves as a brand, but we represent certain characteristics that define us as a personal brand. And I don't know if you had any thought about your personal brand, but I love to know, how do you define it?
1: That's something that I struggle with. And that I think it piqued my interest, your podcast and what you do. And when I think of my own personal brand, I define it as empathetic leadership. And I think anyone who has worked with me or worked for me knows that I am an empathetic leader. I try to put myself in the shoes of the team I am leading. And I do the same for any organization that I am supporting or helping in that moment. And I think it's when you approach things with empathy, you're really sitting in the shoes of someone else, trying to understand the world in their eyes. And when you do that, it kind of changes your perception. And it also changes how you interact with that individual or that organization. And so I think if I were to brand myself, that's what it would be. It would be an empathetic leader.
0: I love it. That's very interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about your particular archetype in a second, because I had you do a test like I have all my listeners do. But before we go there, I wanted to ask you, I always talk about fame, because we always look at fame as a very negative thing, right? It's bad to be famous. It's bad to be out there. But the way that I look at fame is more about having an impact, Right. What is the impact you want to leave behind? What is it that you want to be known for? And what is it that you want to be honored for? And so, if I asked you, what do you want your fame story to be? What would you say
1: that is? That's a heavy question. I think I would say that she was able to influence and made an impact in individuals' lives. I think that's what I would say.
0: I love it. So let me ask you also this that kind of goes in contrast to it. What would you say is your greatest fear?
1: (laughs) Oh, your questions go right to it. huh? (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) my greatest fear is to not make an impact, to not be able to influence, to live a life unfulfilled, to have left something undone. Those are my greatest fears.
0: So I had you do a test. That was two questions. You only answered two questions and I got an answer back and you're an explorer. So I'm going to read the explorer to you. So you're going to let me know if this sounds right to you. An explorer sees an open road in front of them and is attracted to experiences that make them feel independent and free. Their motivation is adventure. The need is to constantly seek. The fear is being repetitive. And the behaviors are seeks out new things, seeks culture and enrichment, and strives for continual self-improvement.
1: Wow. Just with two answers, you got all that.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. This is magic. This is how we create magic. That's really how I, you know, really help my clients get to their brand essence. And it helps me also execute on their brand. So I use this religiously. I've done it for many years and it's just always on point. So, you tell me, is it on point or not?
1: It is. I would say when I first read that as an adventurer, I was thinking, no, I'm, I'm not an adventurer, but I am seeking to understand. That is something like if you ever hear me say, and my team will always say, she's seeking to understand. <laughs> so, I heard that in there and constant self-improvement. My sister, she teases me. She's like, can you just read a book for fun? Does it have to be a self-help book? Yes, because (laughs) that's what gives, that's my jam. That's what gets me going.
0: (laughs) I love that. You know, I'm a self-book junkie myself. I started many years ago and, you know, I didn't really look at it like self-help book. I just saw it as expanding my horizons, right? But it has, I don't know, I'm always attracted to learning and understanding more and like different concepts and different things. And that's really what self-help books are all about, is really you getting an understanding and knowledge of different things. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io, tailored branding to reach your ideal client gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market we know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful understood and authentic your brand identity allows you to live your purpose the brand therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience has transformed billion dollar brands and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. So before we go on, there's five words, what I call the value words for this particular archetype. And I want you to define them in your own words. The first one is inquisitive. What does that mean to you?
1: I think that is curious, staying curious.
0: Self-reliant.
1: I see that as overcoming obstacles or challenges, independent.
0: Mm, Spontaneous.
1: I see that as taking risks, open to new things. Adventurous. I see that as open to failure, again, taking risks.
0: I love it. Independent.
1: I see a pro and a con on that one. Independent to a fault, meaning sometimes I do not seek out help. And then independent as a positive is I can figure out a way to get things done on my own if needed without a lot of guidance. So
0: what's really interesting to me is obviously there's many explorers, but everybody has a particular take on each of the different archetypes. We can't kind of define them as a whole, but I loved how you define them for you, right? And how you defined adventure versus the common thing of looking at adventure in a certain way. So I love how, although it kind of, gives you a definition, it still lets you be who you are and expand on those areas. And I know exactly why you love fashion so much is because your opposite is lover and lover is all over that fashion stuff. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But I just, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've actually wanted to test the theory out quantitatively versus just qualitatively, because I always find it fascinating on how although we were born in different circumstances and different ways, we still tend to be humans and humans have characteristics. And that's why we create stories and all those things. But continuing on, let me ask you this question. What are the biggest challenges you face in defining your brand how has that been difficult for you
1: i think it's it's been difficult because of the growth that i've had throughout my career and it's been difficult because personally i attached my worth with my titles that i've had throughout the careers and so when i was a manager or a senior manager right now i am a senior vice president and what's interesting is, I think, as a senior vice president, it is a role that I um, people look up to me in this role, and it's one of the most comfortable roles that I have. And and I finally have figured out a way to delineate my worth from my title.
0: Wow, that's huge! And you know, I understand because when I used to work for a big corporation, and I left, it's like. I was attaching my identity to that. And so I also had to, although I had the tools and all that to really understand it, I also had to, you know how we say surgeons don't do surgery on themselves. It's the same thing. Like sometimes it takes a while to see that for yourself and really work on that. And I think, you know, the book that I wrote really helped me define that and be open to that. And seeing how I can be who I am more, because that attracts the right people into my life. And it also has to do with being more authentic and being more real. And I loved how you were defining like, we have to have these real conversations, whether it's at the workplace or wherever that is. And actually, I was talking to a client today and I was fascinated because she was, you know, there's times in our lives where. We're at a crossroad and we have to decide whether we want to move forward with something or we're not ready. It's our choice. And so we need to discern that for ourselves. So to that, where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: I see me working with other like-minded women or individuals to help with the diversity, equity, and inclusion landscape. So I see me working with others to help improve DEI for organizations, for individuals, I think the biggest thing in there is I am seeking the comfort, the camaraderie of others. And I can't go far by myself. I need others along with me if we're going to take this even further.
0: Exactly. Um that's very well said. I think you're a very independent person, like we already talked. <laughs> but at the same time, you've learned that working with people is important and you were talking about the difficult part or the downside of that is that you sometimes have difficulty asking for help so i think really seeing that other side helps us become more integral and more what i call in purpose of really understanding both of those pieces So, Chayla, tell us where we can find you. How do we connect with you if we want to talk more about what you do? Where do you hang out socially?
1: I am always on LinkedIn. As an old school recruiter, LinkedIn is my thing. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Chayla Gage. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at tweet at Chay, T-W-E-E-T-A-T-C-H-E. Well, it has
0: been a pleasure talking to you. I'm so excited we chatted and I found you on LinkedIn. So it's been great to (laughs) connect and I'm sure we'll have many more conversations. So I so appreciate you and I can't wait to see what happens in your future. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, and see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.